Welcome to the Now Life Podcast, where we are passionate about encouraging people to experience the abundant life Jesus came to give. The Now Life is a term that describes the life we have the privilege to live now as disciples of Jesus. We do this for the glory of God and for the sake of others until we see Jesus face to face. I am your host, Sean Jones. So this being the first episode of the Now Life, I wanted to talk a little bit about me. This is something that most people don't really have a problem with. So I'm just going to give you some some really quick snippets, some short details. I am an Arizona native. I served in the Marines for eight years. I love fried chicken. I love barbecue. I love my mama's potato salad. I love my wife, Carrie, and her chocolate chip cookies. Yum. I'm not sure the first time she made them for me. I do not remember. And I do not love her because she makes good chocolate chip cookies, but it surely is a bonus. I love my kids, my son, my oldest son, Nathan, and my daughter, Micaiah, my son, William, and my daughter, Morgan Marie. And I also have another Morgan who married my son, Nathan. So I love you too, Morgan Taylor. Shout out. I haven't forgot about you. And my cat, Jeffrey, he's, he's okay. All right. So I, I, I think he's all right. He's old and the kids love him. So it makes me like him a lot more, but I'm still trying to figure out where he is in my heart there. So I didn't want to say that I loved them and then have a bunch of people email me after this episode and give me a hard time about loving the cat. But uh, he is on his way out. So I'm going to take care of him until that day. So I do uh, serve here at Desert Springs Community Church. I have the privilege of being called to uh, be the discipleship evangelism and outreach pastor. And I have been on staff here since 2013. You know, I came to know the Lord in December of 2006, and it wasn't very long after that. It was about nine months, and I received an EE invitation. And what I mean by that is uh, someone came up to me in our two-year-old classroom and invited me to learn to share my faith. And I would love to tell you more about that story, but just really quickly, um, it didn't take too long after that to realize that God was calling me to be an evangelist. I had pretty much done nothing. Uh, in my walk as a, a believer for the first nine months, I had not really read the Bible and I didn't know any scripture. But I will tell you that uh, learning to share my faith was one of the most pivotal moments in my life. It really impacted me greatly. And it was also, I believe, the way God was going to talk to me um, about uh, what, do you, what do you want me to do for the rest of my life? And for the last two, two years or so, ever since COVID started, he's really been shifting my mind towards discipleship as well. So unfortunately, in the church world, I'm not saying Desert Springs, but um, amongst our faith as Christians, there have been uh, a line drawn between evangelism and discipleship, and I'm not sure why, because really uh, evangelism is an aspect of making disciples. We have to share our faith with people so that they can know Jesus and follow them. And uh, that's just something that God has been doing in my life the last couple of years. So I'm really grateful for where we are today. And, you know, the, the, the reality is, friends, I love Jesus, and so should you. But I love Jesus, and God's words and His ways are important to me. He wants me to know Him. So why do the Now Life podcast? Well, because His life is not about me. I want people to know God intimately. If God wants me to know him and he wants you to know him, 
my heart wants to reflect Jesus, and I want people to know God as well. I want them to experience him and reflect him. And I believe that the abundant life Jesus came to provide can only be experienced through an intimate relationship where we are following Jesus and becoming more like him. I like to call that discipleship. So sometimes say, well, well, you know, define discipleship. And really it is, it's living the life of a disciple. It's being a disciple where we're growing, we're becoming more like Christ. And uh, that's what I believe the now life is all about. That's what that abundant life that Jesus came to give is all about. Bill Hole is the co-founder of the Bonhoeffer Project. He's an author, and he has written a lot about discipleship. He's got a lot of things to say. Uh, he, he, made, he made this statement. He said, Since our purpose is to be disciples and to make disciples, nothing matters more than our understanding of what it means to be saved. And here at Desert Springs Community Church, we are passionate about helping people understand what it means to be saved and to live like it. That's one of the reasons why we're creating this podcast. Desert Springs Community Church exists to make disciples who make disciples. And we like to say that a disciple is someone who engages with God, connects with others, and lives on mission. And we engage with God through His Word, through reading the Bible, having a personal relationship. We're able to meet with Him through His Word, to listen and talk to Him through prayer. We connect with others for a purpose. It's not just to enjoy that fellowship or friendship, but it is to allow them and give them opportunities to pour into us and give us opportunities to pour into others. And lastly, we live on mission by showing Jesus with our lives and sharing Jesus with our lips. And we do all of this in order to multiply and to make disciples. We are passionate about that. That is our vision. That is our mission here at Desert Springs. And, you know, I, I can't imagine doing anything else, but it all starts with being saved. We need to understand what that means. And, and I like to say um, something that just comes to mind simply is to be saved is to be set free. So listen to Jesus. In Luke 19, 10, he says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus came to save sinners. That's what he did. The angel told that to Joseph, that Mary was pregnant, that, that she would have a son, and his name would be Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. He came to save that which was lost, you and me and everyone he uh, is talking to some Pharisees in John 8, and I love this conversation, but it says that some of the Pharisees had believed in what he was saying, and he, he's talking to them, and in John 8, uh, 31, 32, uh, he says, if you continue in my word, then you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And then he goes on to say, so if the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. So think about this. Jesus comes to save us, to save Everyone who's lost, he came for a reason. He came to provide freedom, and he knows exactly what we need, and that's the truth, and he is willing to set us free. And so think about this, that what are we freed from? Well, why are we freed? You know, we're freed from sin. Paul talks about that a lot. We're freed from the power of sin. We're freed from sin and death and that, but there's a reason. So it's, it's great to think that we're saved. You know, it's great to think that, oh, man, I'm going to go to heaven one day. But why did he save us? Just so we could go to heaven? Maybe some of you think that. Maybe that's something that you've been told, um, that he just wanted us to have the most wonderful life, you know, and that's, that's it. So 
Um, it sounds great, but that's just not the truth. We were saved for a purpose. But being saved means I'm no longer lost. It means that I know the truth. It means that I have been set free. Being saved means that I'm forgiven, that I'm no longer condemned. I love the verse in Romans 8, uh, Romans 8, 1. It says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So if we have come to know that truth and Jesus has set us free and we have that personal relationship with Jesus, then we have no condemnation. There is nothing that is held against us. We've been forgiven. And that is a wonderful place to stand in our position that we've been given because of our faith in Jesus. But the the question that needs to be asked, and this is one that we might fail at helping people to know who are making that decision, is why are we saved? And that's that's one of the main things when I think about um, the now life, and I think about that abundant life that Jesus came to give, that we might fail to help someone who's a new believer to understand, or maybe somebody hasn't made that decision, um, oftentimes we don't want to tell them that there's expectations, that Jesus has an expectation for those who follow him. He's a king, and he's calling us into his kingdom, and he says, follow me. And we, we have to understand that when we come into his family. Yes, we're a child, and yes, we benefit for all of those things. But why are we saved and set free? Let's think about this for a minute. Jesus is praying to his father in John 17. He's talking to them, and he's clearly stating that he wants us to have a relationship. But he's talking about eternal life, and he says, This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom you've sent. So I think about that. Oftentimes when we describe eternal life, we might describe it as going to heaven, spending eternity forever in heaven Um, We may talk about being with God forever in heaven. But eternal life in this context, what Jesus is talking about is, he says, it's knowing you, right? He's talking to his Father that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you sent. So what I see in this conversation and in his prayer to his Father, and and as he goes on to talk about how um, his prayer is that we would be one with with them, just as you know, the Son and the Father are one. There is a uh, intimacy and a desire to be close. So eternal life is really about having a personal relationship with God and His Son Jesus Christ, knowing who they are, experiencing yes, all of the things that they have to provide. But it isn't about going to heaven one day. It's about Jesus. That's the beauty of the gospel. Justification or uh, being forgiven is just a benefit of having that relationship with Jesus. So then Jesus talks about in John 10, 10, that he came to give us an abundant life. He says that the thief came to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come so that you may have life and have it abundantly. And when you think about that, friends, like he wants us to experience life. There's a, there's a purpose behind it. He wants us to have meaning. He wants us to understand that as a child of God, there's, there's purpose behind that, where we, we have uh, uh, marching orders. We have a mission. There is an abundant life that is there for us to experience, but we have to understand who we are and, and who set us free and that we're saved and that this is this is something that he wants us to sit in and experience. And I use the word sit not like from a perspective of lacking action. I'm saying to um, dwell in, to, to be saturated by. You know, I love the description that Jesus talks about in John 15 where he is 
talking about the vine and the branches, and we think about the abundant life, we think about a relationship with God, we think about why we were saved, Jesus is making it clear that we need to be connected to him. We need to remain. Your translation may say that we are to abide. We are to abide in Christ so that that life-giving power, everything that God provides us, the sustenance and the things that we need for spiritual um, fruit and, and success will only happen through him. It says, apart from me, you can do nothing. So the reality here is God has given us basically the, the steps to success. And let me read this to you real quick. John 15, 8 through 11. He says, my father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit. And so prove to be my disciples. Just as the father has loved me, I also have loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandments and remain in his love. These things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made full. So here Jesus is telling us a few things. And when sometimes I think people read this, um, they may just read right past it. But I want to point out a couple of things because I think it's vital to understanding why we're saved and the abundant life that Jesus came to give us is that we have to abide in Jesus. We have to stay close to him. We have to remain in him or we're just going to pretty much dry up like an old branch and be useless. We won't have any fruit being produced. We we pretty much have told God no and, and um, we've put him in a corner. And that's not what God wants. He wants us to be close to him. Jesus wants us to stay connected so that fruit can be produced. But did you pick that up in verse 8? My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit, so prove to be my disciples. When we were, were called to salvation, when we said yes to Jesus, we also became a disciple. We became a follower of Jesus, became a learner of Christ. We may still be very much uh, an infant, a baby on the table, and we need somebody to come and stick that bottle of milk in our mouth and feed us. But the reality is, is that we have um, some, some commands here. We have uh, some successes here, things that we can do in order to give God glory, in order to bear much fruit. So here's the thing, guys. Do we want to prove to be a disciple? Do we want to bear fruit? And ultimately, do we want God to be glorified? I know I do, and that's what the uh, now life's all about. We're trying to help people to experience this life, and this life can only be found in an intimate relationship following Jesus, being a disciple, learning from him, being changed by him. So we need to abide in Jesus. We need to produce fruit. We need to glorify God the Father. And what? why did Jesus tell us all this? He talks about this. He says, these things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made full. So when I think about the abundant life, I think about I get to have a relationship with the creator of everything, the one who flung the stars into the sky. I get to have a relationship with God who loves me, who, who came to save my soul, that, that Jesus would, would see the joy set before him as as the cross and everything and the, the future would be presented to him, he endured that pain and suffering for me. So I know that he loves me. I don't, I don't doubt that. But the response in the abundant life, the true experience of this joy is found in loving him, remaining close and doing the things that he says. So 
often we don't recognize that. I think we as benefit uh, as we benefit a relationship from the relationship that we have with God, we might think that He just continues to lavish these things upon us um, just because we think we're special or maybe because um, we're charming or whatever that may be. But in reality, what God is saying, if you want joy, then you got to stay close to me. If you want joy, then you need to bear fruit. If you want joy, then prove to be my disciples and my Father will get much glory. I love that aspect of this challenge and this command of God is, is I've got everything you need as long as you stay close and I'm going to work through you. I'm going to produce fruit and you're going to experience the abundant life. So are we willing to prove to be his disciples? Are we willing to walk in a way that would give God glory? Are we willing to have a bit of sacrificial willingness where we will be uncomfortable for the glory of God and for the sake of others? And are we willing to do that for um, simply just him? And, and regardless of what we may get or what suffering or um, I might get ridiculed or made fun of or, or whatever that might look like in my life, am I willing to do it with a smile on my face simply because God has said so? We've been saved and set free to be a disciple, to serve God. God wants us to love others the way he loves us. He wants us to make disciples. God has been very, very clear on his heart for people. I love the story in Matthew 9 where Jesus is going through the cities and the villages and he's healing these people who are sick and and needing help. And we see this picture of his heart and he looks off into the crowds and it says that he had compassion on them. He saw them as sheep without a shepherd. He saw them in their state, their desperate need for a Savior. And we have to continue to recognize that on this side of eternity. So whether we know him or not, we need to know the truth that we desperately, and what I mean by need him uh, or know that we need him is some people don't recognize that because they're lost, right? So they need to be set free. They need to be saved. They need to know the truth so that they can recognize that. But as as a Christian, as somebody who says that they follow Jesus and they love him, we need to know each and every day that we desperately need Christ. We need to abide. We need to stay connected. If we don't have that, we can't be good fathers. We can't be good husbands. We can't be good moms, mothers, whatever it may be. We can't produce fruit. We're not going to make an impact, especially in a, in a spiritual way or an eternal way. So if God saved us to make him known, right, if God saved us so that other people will know who he is, um, then what are we doing? Are we willing to walk in a way that um, lives out the faith that we have, lives out our identity, lives out that abundant life that Jesus came to give us? The thing is, guys, is, is we can experience things that are great, in this life, or we can experience things that are good. We can experience things that are um, terrible. But Jesus wants us to experience what's best. And we have to start to evaluate our time and the way that we spend it and say, am I living the abundant life? Am I walking in a way that represents my freedom in Christ? Am I walking in a way that represents my love for God? Am I connected to him? Am I staying close to him? Am I producing fruit? And if you're not, hey, the good thing is that you can take that step today. The greatest thing that can ever happen to someone is that they would come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Our position is changed forever. We were a child of wrath and we've become a child of God. 
that's good news. I mean, I don't know about you, but the idea that I have been saved by the God of the universe is something that brings me joy every time I think about that. But here's the thing. We don't often think about the now life. We're not thinking about this time between when we came to know Christ and when we'll see him face to face. And here it is. The greatest experience we will ever have with God on this side of eternity is living the now life where we are following Jesus and helping others to do the same. So caterpillars don't fly like butterflies. All right. It just doesn't work. Okay. And butterflies aren't meant to walk around and, uh, you know, hang on to leaves and, and eat those things like caterpillars are. So if you have been saved and you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then it's time to start flying. It's time to start living life the, the way that Jesus came to provide in an abundant manner. So I want you to experience him. And that's what this podcast is all about. In the next few episodes, we're going to be discussing the generational effects of learning to share your faith. We're going to be describing the gospel in more depth, helping us to understand what it is and what it isn't. And then lastly, we're going to be defining what a disciple is. It's hard to become something if you don't really know what it is. So we'll, we'll try to draw that picture for all of us to understand what Christ wants us to become. There was a, a desired outcome for his disciples, for you and for me and everyone. So I'm looking forward to, to walking with you through those things. It's going to be exciting. Uh, next episode, we're going to have a couple of guys on that are going to talk about um, their experience with learning to share their faith. But I want to give you a takeaway, and I want you to be thinking about this. Let it just sit in your mind, write it down, do whatever you need to do. But here's the takeaway. We have been saved and set free to be a disciple who makes disciple. Let me repeat that. We have been saved and set free to be a disciple who makes disciples. So I want you to be thinking about that. I want you to be asking those questions. Am I walking in a way that represents my salvation? Am I walking in a way that represents my relationship with Jesus, my Lord and Savior? And if you need help with that, that's why we're here. You know what, guys? Thanks for spending time with us. We're here to come alongside you, to help you to become more like Jesus. If you don't feel saved and set free to be a disciple, I want to talk to you soon. Regardless of where you are in your relationship with God, we want to help you to take that next step. That's why I'm here. That's what we want to do. So don't hesitate to reach out to us. Email us at thenowlife at dscchurch.com and let's connect. Until next time, go live the now life. Thanks for listening to The Now Life, a podcast ministry of Desert Springs Community Church in Goodyear, Arizona. The Now Life is hosted by Sean Jones and produced by Brittany and Brandon Petrie and me, Sarah Shallow. If you like our podcast, please remember to share, subscribe, leave a review. And if you want more information, please visit dscchurch.com.